Blog Talk Radio. The silence everyone hates. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Caitlin <laughs> Patterson, Midwest Muscle People, P Real Talk in the house. And this show is sponsored by People P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are looking for a drug-free sponsorship in a vehicle to drive your goals, like what, Desiree? Like a Mack truck through ice cream, chocolate ice cream, that is. Favored by Snickerdoodle Sprinkles, so we'll take that. We'll take that. (laughs) We'll take that. We'll take it. (laughs) Check us out at peacefulpeatmuscle.com. And now let's chit-chat with the banter. Hello, Desiree. Hello, hello, Kaylin Patterson. So I I think I misspoke on our last show last week, last Thursday, because I thought the Arnold was last weekend, but it's it's really not. It's it's really this weekend. Yes, it is. So, but it's still booth seven forty three, folks. <laughs> so anyway, the Arnold booth 743 and there is a uh, special promo code floating around out there 50% off on P4P products I believe it's Arnold 2019 if I have that correct so if you want to go to the website and stock up on your favorite P4P items use Arnold 2019 and save 15% and just so you know they are not only backs backlogged on the the um, Snickerdoodle Protein, also their new uh, Tropical Punch BCAs. Those are also uh, back-ordered as well. But they are running a uh, great promo on their Cotton Candy BCAs where if you buy one, you get one free. So you can get two of those in the meantime while you're waiting for your Fruit Punch. How does that sound? Pretty tasty. That does sound very tasty. So FYI on that, I apologize for the mix-up on the date, but if you weren't going to the Arnold to begin with, I guess it really doesn't matter. But the sale is on now, so you're going to want to take advantage of that. And one more thing before we get started, because we are jumping back on our health and wellness bandwagon tonight, so we've got a good topic. But the other thing is, if you check the Midwest Muscle Facebook page, we've got an update on a former P4P Real Talk guest, Peter Consinto. Um, our friend has lost over 300 pounds. Rock on, Peter. Wow. And uh, his neighborhood is helping him raise money for the skin removal now to help round out that process. Right now, Peter is carrying around an excess of 50 pounds of extra skin around his torso from all the weight that he has lost. And Peter continues to rock and roll on his health and wellness goals. He's still lifting. He's still uh, competing in transformation competitions at uh, natural bodybuilding shows here and there. He's motivational speaking. Peter is doing all kinds of things. So if you want to check out what's going with him and if you even want to support his effort to get that skin removed, check out the uh, post about him on the Midwest Muscle Facebook page. And that's all I've got. KP, anything to add to the good of the cause? I have no idea what to add to that. It's so nice to hear that good information, though. Let's get the show started. Yeah. Let's get the show started. So, guys or ladies, really, although there are some applications here for the guys, but this one caught my attention mostly for the ladies because 
it is dealing with an alternative to mammograms. And I am talking about a technology called thermography, and we have an, uh, an expert on that area with us tonight. Her name is Dr. Shannon White, and she is with Chiropractic in Motion, and she helps provide thermography for her patients. Um, and without getting too much into it, I am going to have Dr. Shannon introduce herself, and then she's going to help explain to us what this thermography is and the uh, the opportunities, if you will, that it provides to women and, and even men in some instances and what it means to you if you are questioning whether or not a mammogram or other, um, you know, x-ray services or other services that are about there because I can't pretend I know everything about this. That's why Dr. Shannon's on the show tonight, but what that might mean for you. So, Dr. Shannon, say hello to listener land and introduce yourself. Well, hello, listener land. Um, like Desiree said, my name is Dr. Shannon White. I am a chiropractor. I'm also an acupuncturist and a homeopath, and I've recently added um, thermography technician to my bag of goodies. And what that basically means, it means I'm the person taking the thermography scans. I do not actually read them myself. They get sent into um, the professionals, and they're read by with the company that I use by three different levels of technician, or excuse me, um, professionals, so that they don't miss anything on the scan. So I'm kind of like the middle man, but I also have to obviously know a lot about it to be able to educate um, my patients and the public about it because um, it is a growing um, thing, and a lot of people have never heard about it. So before I kind of explain it, I kind of want to share some startling facts with you. So there are okay. about, um, there's over 200,000 new cases of invasive breast cancer um, every year um, diagnosed in women. The cancer is also the leading killer of women aged 35 to 54. There's the most startling part of that is there's actually a lot of new research that shows mammograms are actually increasing the risk of cancer. And so I'll get into a little bit about that too, but what the biggest thing is understanding what cancer is. So cancer is something we all actually have cancer cells in our body, but our mm -hmm. immune system's job is to kill it. And so when our body does not kill the cancer cells off, it actually adheres to different tissues. And what it does, it promotes blood vessels to the area so that it can grow and get nutrients. And so when you create new blood vessels, Blood also equates to heat. And so what a thermography scan is looking for is the change in temperature and the heat in our body. So what's really important is to get baseline scans so we know what the heat patterns look like. And so we can detect changes in the heat pattern if new blood vessels are being formed. So one of the biggest differences in between thermography and mammograms is that thermography is looking at physiology as far as the blood vessels, where mammograms are looking for lumps and bumps. They're looking for anatomy. And the problem with that is that the lumps and bumps have to be pretty big before anything is shown on a mammogram. There is lots of studies to show that thermography can detect breast cancer eight to 10 years earlier than mammograms can, and it's simply because those blood vessel changes happen early on. And so what happens is when a lot of people come in to get their scans, some of these things are found so early on that they probably wouldn't even technically be 
called cancer necessarily, but we work on diet and lifestyle modifications to try to increase the health, reduce the amount of inflammation in the body, and more importantly, work on reducing the amount of estrogen in the body. Our um, world is um, unfortunately um, bombarded um, with lots of estrogen, and there's something called xenoestrogens, and they're found in plastics and chemicals. Um, there's one statistic that says a woman leaves the house every day with 126 toxins on her body between the perfume and the lotions and the makeup. And estrogen drives breast cancer. So these are very important things in looking at the health of the breast as well. Okay. Okay, so Dr. Shannon, I am going to jump in a little bit because we've you've covered like an immense amount of ground in the couple <laughs> of minutes that you you've been speaking. So I want to just bring us back around a little bit to make sure that all of our listeners are tracking with what you've shared so far. So, sure. ladies out there, everyone knows what a mammogram is. It is basically in simplified terms an X-ray, if you will. Um that is supposed to help identify if there are masses or growths in the breasts that could be cancerous. It's supposed to be a tool that helps you detect whether or not you may have breast cancer or a tumor or a growth or a mass of some sort in your breast tissue. Now, recently, studies have come out that are showing that the um, mammograms themselves could be contributing to the development of cancer. Um, oh, no. Or they're giving or they're giving false indications that they're that, you know, are being interpreted as possibly cancerous when it's really a benign lump or a mass that is is not cancerous at all. So what Dr. Shelley is here to talk to us tonight is about thermography. And this is an alternative to what a mammogram is if it happens to be available in your area. So basically, Dr. Shannon, I think I just called you Dr. Shelley, but I'm going to say Dr. <laughs> Shannon again because Shelley <laughs> is a listener with, with some questions. So sorry for the confusion there, ladies. But so what Dr. Shannon is saying is we all have cancer cells in our body. We all live with them, each and every one of us. Um, even if it's not act, even if those cells are not active, and so it's our immune system to kill them. But if the cancer cells are not killed and they start to grow, if I'm if I was listening correctly, then one of the things that those cancer cells will do is promote the body to um, increase blood flow to the tissue that they have attached to. And so what the thermography does is it allows us to see, or us, the doctors to see where those extra, where that extra blood flow, where those extra veins are, are growing or targeting because they produce heat. Mm. So that's what the thermography allows them to see, where there is increased concentrations of blood flow, higher, you know, putting off more heat to, to suggest where those cancerous growths may be. So hopefully that helps to clarify Dr. Shelley, Shelley, Dr. Shannon, my gosh, I've got two S names on the brain, Dr. Shannon. If I misrepresented anything, please correct me. But then the next question that we're getting, and this one is from Trey, is that what are the benefits to thermography? Thermography. 
Well, if we're talking breast health, the benefits are there is no radiation with thermography. Mammograms give you 100 times more radiation than a normal chest X-ray. So, for one, we don't have radiation. The second thing is there's no squishing and there's no compression going on. Think of it as I do understand there's a lot of breast squishing in there (laughs) in a mammogram. Yes. Yeah, I, I have not had one done. Um, part of that reason is I'm, I'm 38 and I started thinking about these alternatives and I really was interested in it. And I, I personally have a lot of patients who do not want to go get the mammograms because, one, they don't want the radiation or they, they were painful. And so this is also a great alternative. Um, thermography is also not just used for breast cancer. Um, it is the only cancer it's FDA approved to screen for, but we also look at it for cerebral um, vascular disease, for thyroid problems, for carpal tunnel, herniated discs, anything that produces heat and on the surface, it's a good um, way to look at the body. But again, it's only um, FDA cleared for screening for breast cancer. Okay. So in addition to... Um, no radiation, which you would get from a mammogram, um, and then the excessive squishing of the breast, which sounds painful. Um, are there any other benefits that you would like to highlight before we move on to our next question, which is going to be from Niles, and he's looking for more um, explanation about the excessive heat. But before we get to Niles' question, any other benefits you'd like to highlight? Um, well, it's a, it's a good way to monitor things. So even okay. if you do have breast cancer and it's um, not invasive and they want to monitor, it's a great way to monitor as well. Um, I'm sure there's other reasons, and, of course, they're not coming to me right now at the top of my head. Um, of course. But they, <laughs> it will come to me later. Um, it so, will. I mean, it's just a, it's an alternative for people, I said the biggest reason people do it is because they don't want the radiation. And the other benefit is it can potentially detect these cancers eight to ten years earlier. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, very good. So now lay it on us a little bit more on, um, you know, how it how it monitors the excessive heat or is it is it the body's method to always – I guess, heat up where there is increased blood flow. Because I'm assuming if you have inflammation or any of these other um, issues that you talked about, then they're going to produce more heat as well. Is that correct? Or what are the basics of how this works? Yes. So um, obviously we have normal heat patterns in your body. So for interest, for uh, an example of this is when you look on a thermography scan, you'll see like where anywhere there's a lot of hair, like on top of your head, it's not going to show much heat because there's not blood flow in your hair. Your nose will show up cold because our, blood, our nose doesn't, it's further away from our body, so there's less blood flow there. Um, people who have really cold hands and feet, they don't show up with as much heat. They look, they actually turn blue. They look blue versus uh, red with the heat. So there is what we call some normal patterns in our body of heat differentials. But the biggest thing that a a thermography scan is, is looking at it from side to side. So on the breast, there might be some normal heat in the breast. So take, for instance, if someone is breastfeeding, well, there's going to be more heat because there's milk dust. But what they look at is, is there more heat on this one side than the other? Is there a temperature differential? 
And so that differential gives us an idea that there could be something going on in that area. It doesn't always necessarily mean cancer. I mean, it could be something like fibrocystic breasts or, you know, something else going on in that area as well. But, again, it is still just a screening tool for that. Okay. Yeah, it's making more sense now. Um, I'm a little curious as to, you know, how this method started and, and, you know, how that became a thing. Is there any background to this, or or is this something that you just put on and ran with? It's not new. Um, It's been around for a long time. However, the original... Um, thermography scans were not very good. <laughs> you know, it's, how, it's like every like technology improves and how our cameras have improved. I mean, look how good our camera phones are. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. our, our, the cameras on our phones. And so um, the original ones, you know, weren't as good, and so it was very poo-pooed back then. But the quality of the cameras and what the cameras are detecting, it literally looks like a little, it's on a tripod and it's a little camera screen. It's detecting the um the the rays basically the heat coming from our body and so it's just this little camera and what's happened is over the years they have obviously developed better cameras that can be more specific that can difference the heat better but everything gives off heat i mean um even something that's not necessarily alive can give off heat and emit rays and so that's basically what the thermography scan is is reading um an actually good example of this is, have you ever seen like a police chase where they have a, the, like at night and they're trying to find somebody? Yes. They actually use thermography cameras for that. And so they're using thermographic imaging trying to detect heat where people like the bad guys are hiding, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of an example of what people have you know, seen that in the news with it. So they're using that technology basically to look at the heat patterns in the body. Very interesting. And so the technology has improved, but I'm still assuming that this is a very uh, lesser known technology that's out there or, or how rapidly is awareness of this technology growing and how is it being embraced by people that are coming across it? Yes. Well, so mammograms are still the gold standard in the medical community. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that it's more embraced, um, probably East Coast, West Coast. In the Midwest, we're a little behind on some of those things. Um, but it is becoming more popular. And the company that I, that I use called BTI, which is Breast Thermography International, they're basically on a mission trying to spread the word and educate and get more people doing this. And this is something that technically if you wanted to get involved in, you don't have to be a medical doctor or a chiropractor or anything like that to be able to do it. You just have to go through the training to be a technician because, again, we're not reading it. So they're, they're really, really working on promoting it, making it more of a mainstream thing. And I do believe that, you know, 10 years down the road, this is going to become more of a mainstream thing because more and more research is showing that the mammograms are giving us way too many false positives leading into way too many invasive surgeries and biopsies that are not necessary. Man, I mean, and it is one of those things where I know in the medical community, especially in terms of an emergency, I mean, the United States is is bar none, and I've said this before, and you'll probably hear me say it again, but when it comes to preventive health, we are just 
falling severely behind the rest of the world. And unfortunately, we live in a very litigious society where our poor doctors, they are more of a mindset to, well, it might not be, you know, X, Y, Z, but on the off chance that it is, we're just going to go ahead and run a procedure, have a surgery, even if you might not need it. And that just seems like a crying shame to me, really. I mean, whether you have insurance or you don't, I almost feel like doctors kind of have their hands tied and they're just, you know, rolling out procedures because they don't want to get sued or they don't want to have that final responsibility where, you know, this one was breast cancer where the other 20 weren't, but we're just going to treat them all the same just because. Yeah, I 100% agree, and you say exactly what I tell my patients, too, about how we're awesome at emergency care, but we absolutely stink at health care. So it's hard to get things changed into that direction. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more people that are looking for healthier alternatives, and I think that's going to continue to grow. Um, And thermography is a good just base screening for the body. So we do full body ones, too, just to get an idea of of what's going on with the whole body. It's not necessarily a diagnostic tool, but it's a good screening tool, again, just to kind of see at the overall body health with it. That's the thing that's got me curious is, again, is this this excessive radiation that you're talking about from mammograms. How many times does that work against the patient? When you're talking about those kind of amounts, when you, if it's even more than an X-ray, that that's a normal one. Because I know that it it when I was going through my uh, uh, hospital issues, and they were talking about all the X-rays they were giving me. That one thing that kept just becoming a, a, an elephant in the room was the the radiation that they were talking. You know, because every time it seemed like an X-ray had to happen, they were leaving the room and I was stuck in it. And <laughs> exactly. I was like, well, yeah, that, that that seemed a little little odd if it's, if it's not going to hurt me why why are you leaving you know it's just it was just weird and uh so you know I started doing the research and it seemed like well well shoot you know I I, I could almost die from just getting the x-rays from the amounts right. that I was being given so you know does this help is is this a better aid for the people that might be a little uh leery of of dealing with with such high amounts when you know cuz I know a lot of people that work in the medical field are more mm-hmm. reluctant to do the things that they pretty much are common practice for the mainstream society yes i um well i'll give you this example so some women um have something called the BRCA gene which just means there's a, a hereditary chance of the breast cancer something passed you know from your mom and so what happens is these women that end up they, they do the genetic testing and they find they have this gene, they end up actually doing the mammograms every six months and starting like early on, like sometimes before 40. And so if you think about it, now you're doubling the exposure of how much you're getting on because you're getting it done more often. And then they've done studies showing that if you do have that gene, you're actually more susceptible to radiation. So therefore, if you have that gene, you're getting more radiation, you're only going to cause the cancer more. And so it is, and, uh, and the wonderful thing about thermography is you don't have to worry about the radiation. And realistically, women in their 20s should be starting to get these scans because a lot of these cancers are starting then. They don't show up because they can take eight to ten, you know, five years, depending on how aggressive they are, to show up. 
And so a lot of women who are in the age, um, like 35 to 45, a lot of these women who are, are dying of breast cancer because there was no screening early enough for them. Hmm. Well, I mean, in that... That almost seems like a catch-22 because they recommend that you start doing a mammogram, you know, at the age of 40 or so. Um, But yet if you start earlier, like you're saying, we should be because the cancers are actually starting when we're younger and it's not until we're older that have they run rampant enough to actually be detected um, by a mammogram. But yet if you start too young, your increased exposure to that level of radiation could then become part of the problem. So it almost sounds like a catch-22 where a thermography could be a better solution for that. Um, My one question that I have, and then we've got a couple others that we're going to get to, is how does this work then for women with um, breast enhancements? Does Does it matter that they've had a breast augmentation? Does the heat reading still come out the same? Yep. So or does no, that well, interfere with it so at all? So actually no, so actually this is a much better tool for women who have had implants. And the reason being is if you've had augmentation and implants, you don't want your breast squeezed. <laughs> You're going to <laughs> Well not like that, evidently. Okay, so let's stop. I've not had a mammogram and I'm way past due and my doctors are not happy about that. But I've been leery about doing it and so I don't even know what the squeezing is all about so I guess and you've never had one but based on what you do know I mean what is all the squeezing to what degree does that happen so what happens is they need to put all the breast tissue in this so there's a lot of pulling and they squish and I know from like my mom my aunt and they all say no it's pancake and and patients have told me I've had some say it's not painful some say it's excruciating but they have to squish it in there they have to get it all in there and it's compressed and I can't remember how much pressure it is, but there was somewhere I read how much pressure, and it's a lot. And so that is also a risk if you've had implants because you don't want to rupture those, and that's another health risk right there. And it's actually sure. um, the, the other part is mammograms are not very good for pe- women who have dense breasts. And 30% of women over the age of 51 have dense breasts. And so ma- mammograms miss a lot or they don't read enough, and then they have to go back and get another one just because they couldn't so what see does everything. That, what does that mean they have dense breasts? There's just a lot of tissue in there? Yes. Yep. That's, yep. And so okay. That's part, not fatty part, or it is fatty or what does? Nope. It just means the t- tissue is more dense and, like, it's more um, compacted. And what that usually is a sign okay. of is estrogen dominance in the body. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm tracking with you. I'm going to move on here though. So I may circle back around if I'm still feeling confused about something, but I I get what you're (laughs) saying. I didn't know there was a such thing as a dense breast and I didn't realize that there was just a limited area that women needed to squeeze their breast into in order to be, I guess, (laughs) photographed, if you will. And for some women, like that's a lot because let's face it, there's the A cup, B cup, C cup, D cup, all the way to whatever double E, quadruple E. I don't know what yeah. it all is. Maybe there's even a G, I think. But that's a lot of breath oh, to try to fit in one size fits all <laughs> technology. So I could see why that might be <laughs> painful. But anyway, <laughs> this one is from Sam. 
She says, I'm a little concerned about new things, but this sounds like something that could be better to do and more frequently, which leads nicely into Linda's question because she's asking, how many times can this be done regarding to thermography screenings, and are there any health risks from doing them X amount of times in a year? So you could do one every single day. There is zero health risk to it. It's literally, it's just a camera detecting heat. There is nothing being zapped at you. There's nothing like it is perfectly safe. You can do this on children. In fact, my kids are ages four and six, and I plan on getting them scans. I may not do it every single year, but I plan on scanning them at an early age just to get a good baseline. But, no, there is zero risk. Okay, very good. This next question is from Terry. She says, how many are given the option to choose one or the other, so a mammogram versus thermography, or is it still just mammograms as the only choice? Well, if you're talking about um, insurance and your doctors, Mm -hmm. most medical doctors and most OBGYNs are still going to recommend the mammogram because, again, they are still considered the gold standard. So thermography is something you do have to pay out of pocket for it. It's not covered by insurance, and we're hoping that that changes soon, just like everything. But um, right now, they are not covered. But I will say, um, mammograms are not necessarily all bad. So oftentimes, if there is an immediate problem of something going on, sometimes it is better to go straight to the mammogram versus the thermography. Um, and, and what that means is you know that there's cancer, you know there's something going to go, that something's going on, that maybe that might be a potential better choice. But as a screening tool, thermography is a much better, safer choice. And there you have it. And Tara, I will say when I was speaking with my doctor about a mammogram, it was just we're gonna we're gonna get you, send you over to the clinic, and they're going to schedule you. There was no discussion of an alternative. Um, I happened to find thermography by chance through a reference of someone else who was aware of it. I was not even aware of it at the time. So, no, um, you know, in the medical community, if insurance is not going to cover the procedure, and most of the time doctors recommend procedures that insurance is in tune with, then you're probably only going to get a recommendation for a mammogram. Um, So there you have it. And so, I mean, and that's the point of the show, folks, just to share. We like to share new things that are out there that might be options for you. You know, with all things, you need to do your homework. You need to find if it's even available in your area. Um, And, you know, so it sounds like, Dr. Shannon, folks can, you know, become a part of the program um, and actually take the screenings because they're not reading them. You partner with um, a legit lab that does the reading. But, you know, are there any, like, recommendations if you're looking for someone to do a screening for you, what you should be looking for? Or to just, hey, if they offer it, go for it. And are you still there? I'm here. And, oh, all right. Dr. Shannon, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, can we can now. Somehow we lost okay. you, I, and now I you're here. back. All of a sudden it was, I was talking and nobody was <laughs> hearing. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. All right, there you go. Did you get my last question? I did it because it cut off. It was very odd. Can you repeat it? I apologize. Oh, okay. 
No, that no, it's not your fault. I think it's just I don't know what happened, but that's why I looked back on the back end, and you need to be brought back that's in. Right. So my question was: Is there are there any is there anything in particular we should look for in someone who's conducting mammogram screening since or not mammogram thermography screening since this is so new, and it's yep, you know I. Yeah, so there again, it's like everything. So okay. thermography, thermography has been around for a while. So some of the newer cameras are going to give you better screenings. So a great resource to look at is if you go to um, www.bti.scan, or excuse me, btiscan.com. It's a great website. You can look up people who are doing thermography. See if anybody in your area is doing it. They've got great research and just information on it as well. Okay, very good. So it was btiscan.com you had referenced? Okay, there you have it, folks. Um, This next question is from Nancy. She's saying, asking, with all the info coming out about the hazards of chemotherapy and the severe health risks involved, do you think that mammograms will become second fiddle in the near future? You know, I would like to say yes. Here's the only problem, and this is what I know, and this is, this is just my personal opinion, <laughs> that unfortunately when it comes to health care and it comes to a lot of this stuff, um, it's money-driven. Yes. And so, <laughs> so unfortunately – they make a lot of money off mammograms and their overdiagnoses. And unfortunately, that is sad but true that, you know, I would love to say yes for sure because the studies are all showing that. But the problem is, is unfortunately, our healthcare system doesn't always want us to be healthy. They make more money when we're not. And so there is a lot of money yes. in breast cancer and even the research behind it. So yeah. I would, yeah, it's sad. Uh, you know, I yeah, I was gonna bring that up, but I'm 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 glad you did because I don't have to be that same <laughs> guy saying the same thing because it just seems like there's so much money involved in in sickness instead of people being healthy. It I I have said this many times in the past that you know a healthy America. Is a well-driven America, but a, a sick America is a well-driven medical field, and and it just seems like more and more your bad health is good. It, it, you know, it, it's it's kind of crazy to say it that way, but it, there it like there's so many like when there's a diagnosis and it's incorrect, it can still be corrected, but the patient is the one that pays for it. And it doesn't seem that it should be that way, but they don't have to say that we made a mistake. They just say, well, there's just another procedure down the road. And, you know, because of the way the insurances are set up, it's never a big deal where it should be, but it seems like it, it just doesn't matter because there's, there's still another procedure down the road anyway. So, you know, if, I, I think this, method is going to catch a lot of flack simply because it's not costing enough. And do you think that that's going to be something that you have to contend with as this becomes more popular and grows in the future? Um, There's possibilities of that, but there's, there's like over 300 articles published on this in PubMed already and the success rates and, 
and how it has um, been a better tool for screening than mammograms. So you can't deny that. So I don't think they could ever take it away because of that. But, you know, whether it's, you know, becomes a gold standard versus mammograms is, is hard to say. And again, it comes to the whole money driven aspect of our healthcare system. So it's just like a lot of things. There's more money in putting band-aids on it than it is fixing the problems. Yes. Yes. And yeah, there you go. Because I think, you know, like it, it, it gets to the point and I know this is something that's been passed down from generation to generation. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it just, uh, I, I don't see where change is not that big a deal when it comes to basically saving people money and saving lives. Because I know there's plenty of people, with, when you talk about radiation, that's the end of the story. And even if it comes to a mammogram where they say it could possibly save your life, it really doesn't matter. It's just that you're, you're going to be contaminating me with, with radiation, and that's all they hear. Because there's so many phobias in this country, it, I'm sure there's got to be plenty uh, relating to, to radiation. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of those things. Um, and, you know, just always a question around that area. Um, but I am going to transition us a little bit because we are starting to run down on time like we tend to do. And I want to learn more about, I see that um, hormone imbalances um, is also an area where thermometer thermography can be used to scan, and I'm curious as to what kind of hormone imbalances and what kind of reaction are hormones hormones triggering in the body to create more heat that you would actually be able to detect them? Well, one of the hormones is um, TSH in the thyroid. So I don't know if you're talking about the sex hormones or not, but TSH um, which is secreted from our thyroid and is involved in hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, um, oftentimes that will show up as creating heat because there will be inflammation in the thyroid. So it's not necessarily the, the okay. hormones themselves creating the heat. It's, it's the change that the hormones have made in the tissue that's creating the heat. Um, sometimes we get an idea when we do a scan on maybe some potential um, fibrocystic breast and stuff because you'll see a modeling pattern in um, the breast tissue from, again, I, I keep talking about estrogen dominance, but it's what one of the hormones that drives a lot of these cancers and changes in the breast tissues. And so you'll see things like that. It's Like I said, it's not necessarily the hormones themselves you're seeing, but the changes that it's made in the body. Okay, very good. Well, I I mean, I just find this all very intriguing, and it's something that I'm definitely going to look more into. Um, if you wouldn't remind repeating for us the website that um, you had referenced earlier with all of the studies, because we have listeners that pop in and out at various points in the show. And then also, if we have any locals or you know, those in the Midwest that would want to know more about you and how to find you, share that with us as well. So the website is www.btiscan.com, and it stands for Breast Thermography International. And I am at Chiropractic in Motion and Holistic Health in West Des Moines, and um, I'm over kind of by Valley West Drive, 
if you are looking for thermography in your area, you can actually go to that website, and there's a list of all the people doing um, the scans in the areas and where they're located. Um, we are looking to recruit more people to do this, too. So if it's something you're interested in learning about and actually potentially doing, contact that site because, again, we're looking to try to promote this to make more people aware that there is an alternative. All right, very cool. Last thought on the night. This one comes from Sydney. Uh, it sounds like women don't have much say in their own health care in Sydney. In some instances, that might be true, but because of shows like Tonight and Dr. Shannon, um, there are more women out there that are now more in the know, and they can start to ask questions and do research and make more decisions with regard to their own health because of the new information that they've learned. And the more people that spread it or at least reference it, the more it's going to create questions and hopefully it will, uh, you know, catch fire and uh, just give people more options to think about. And that's what this is all about. And with that, Dr. Shannon, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing with us and educating and just letting people know that there are other options out there. And, uh, you know, it might just be an option that's better for them than what they're aware of. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. Thank well, you. thank you, and have an awesome night. Wow. I mean, it just goes to show there's just, I mean, it always seems like there is something always new around the corner, but this is an old yeah. new thing. And I'm really glad to learn about it because, it just it does to Sydney's point just helps me to feel more empowered about my own health and the decisions that I can make, and that I'm not just limited to a uh, you know almost like a cold circuit tunnel vision perception that so many people out there have when there are other options that might be better for you know us individually and maybe they're not but I mean I always feel like that should be up to us. And the more that we know, the better equipped we are to make those choices for ourselves. No pun intended. But uh, the thing <laughs> that this has to be, like, it, it, I, I can't imagine any female doctor, any female nurse designing a mammogram with the way it's been described because it sounds so uncomfortable and, and so, mm -hmm. like, painstakingly just, obnoxious. I mean, there's so many things that don't add up, and I can't imagine decade after decade, no one came up with a better idea than what the current technique and form is. And now we hear about this one, and I, I would think that people would be jumping at the chance to get it done correctly in a way where you're not going through all these painstaking steps to, to make sure that you're uh, healthy and you're cancer-free. So this I'm just I'm I'm just kind of blown away that it's taken this long. And it, I mean, and it's not surprising really because when we get back to the money factor of it, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of people think this way. Well, if my insurance doesn't cover it, then I can't afford it, and I'm not going to do it. And maybe that is true. Yeah. But then you got to kind of just ask yourself. What price is really too great? So say I go for the procedure that insurance covers, but maybe it leads me down the path of 
unnecessary procedures might help more by maybe increasing the instance of cancer in my body. You know, what when when does it become too much? You know, where you're finally mm. going to be like, well, forget about it. I'll pay whatever. Um, when you, if you had just made this other investment over here, you could have avoided all of this extra on the other side of that. I mean, and that's a tough question. And I can't, you know, I can't make that decision for anybody out there. And I'm not saying that if you are forced to deal with the options that are presented to you because of insurance, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If anything, I say that, you know, shame on the medical model that it doesn't make all opportunities available under insurance because it should, especially if it's, proven to be more beneficial than maybe another system that's in place, but it's on the verge of being antiquated. So it's just Mm -hmm. frustrating. But on an uptick, I'm happy to be more informed and better educated because of it. So there you have it. There you have it. That's right. You got to look on the bright side because there's too much dark side going on out there to get wrapped up in it. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I got to say about Elias. <laughs> so anyway, folks, Arnold, this weekend, Booth 743, yeah. we're going to continue to advocate for good health in the form of clean supplements and natural bodybuilding because, hey, that's what we do. And we, meaning the boys from P4P Muscle and Kaylin, I will not be in Ohio this weekend, but Kaylin will be there to represent the Midwest Muscle and the Real Talk, and that will be exciting. Amen. It's going to be fun. I look forward to it. It is going to be fun. Yep. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Kaylin will have a special broadcast for us that we can all tune into. I'll, I'll tune in, too, to listen to what he's got to say. And uh, but he'll have to let us know. <laughs> I sure will. What do you mean? So, Even though you're for, there, we can do a show. We can still do a show. About. That's true. Yeah. That is true. However, Saturday, my girls' church group, it's that they belong to um, their little club. is called Pathfinders. And mm-hmm. they are having honors weekend this weekend, so it's an overnighter, and they are going to be earning all kinds of badges for different honors and whatnot. So that's where I'm going to be. So if I can jump on in in the midst of, uh, you know, learning how to read compasses and a whole bunch of other stuff they're going to be doing, I am happy to do that. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. But in the meantime, I'm going to wait patiently for my uh, Tropical Punch BCAs. And (laughs) just like Kalen is waiting patiently for his snickerdoodle. Hey, has anybody mailed you any? Have you had any good Samaritans out there that have mailed you a little baggie that made it through customs, (laughs) made it through the post office? Setting up the donuts, yes. Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So there you go. Post it. We want to see it. We want to see it. But until then, on behalf of thermography and new holistic breakthroughs out there, uh, snickerdoodle protein, 
Tropical Punch, so PCAs, the boys at P for Pete Muscle, Arnold Booth Never 743, Kaylin and myself. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. With segregation. <laughs>